Welcome back everyone to Point of Sale, the show where we break down great retailers and of course the data and technology that moves their supply chains. Now, for everyone, of course, it's not just a podcast or visual podcast or TV show, however you want to look at it. This is, of course, a community. So make sure that you guys head to FreightWaves.com. At the top of the page, you'll see newsletters. You click on Point of Sale, and that way you can join our community, get our bi-weekly newsletter, and, of course, head to wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe to this podcast so you can get updates on new episodes as well. And of course, you can also catch them on tv.freightwaves.com. If there's any episodes that you missed, you can check them all out there too. And today we have a, a solo episode, no guests today. It's just my, me, myself, and I. And importantly, we're going to dive into one of the most important holidays of supply chains all over the world. Of course, it is an important holiday to those who celebrate it, but the repercussions of the holiday are even more important and that is the wonderful Chinese Lunar New Year. Now, this year, this date falls on January 22nd, 2023. Sometimes it's the beginning of February, sometimes the end of January, so you always have to check every single year. It is the year of the rabbit. That's not easy to know. We'll get into that probably later into the episode. But it's actually the uh, followed up with the largest migration of any mammal on the planet. Now, for the next couple of weeks, actually starting at about... 15 days prior to January 22nd, so about a couple of days ago, if not last week, uh, there's over hundreds of millions of people that begin migrating from the big cities of China back to their hometowns. It's actually pretty uh, ordinary for families, especially those who leave the family, usually mothers and fathers. They'll leave their children with their grandparents or their relatives in more of the rural towns of China. And they migrate to the larger cities for better pay, better jobs, uh, and honestly, a better lifestyle that they can hope to bring their families back to in the future. Well, with that, takes the migration back for the holiday. And so literally over 300 million people will spend the next couple of weeks heading back home, uh, mostly through trains. Flights are too expensive usually for most people uh, and driving as well. So if you look up any pictures of this of this holiday and the migration, you'll see tons of traffic, uh, tons of movement. If we can pull up a quick map of their migration, there it is. Uh, you can see the major lanes that people are taking. But China, I think, sometimes underestimate people underestimate how large the country is. So it shows you exactly, there's families that travel over 40 hours just to get home. Uh, and clearly they're not taking Southwest, so they're getting there on time, hopefully as well. Now, uh, like I said, travel usually begins 15 days prior to the holidays. So for this year, it lands on the 22nd. Most people start heading home around the 7th or last week. And it starts to get even bigger of a population of movement as we get towards the holidays. So for all those people who are manufacturing over there or who have suppliers in China, you'll probably notice a drop off of people working over this next week. Now, here's the thing. It's, uh, unlike American holidays, uh, maybe the closest to us culturally is Canada's Family Day. The Chinese take this holiday seriously. Factories shut down completely, offices shut down completely, and people enjoy three weeks off with their families. 
Uh, there's no last minute phone calls to rush things to order. There's no, uh, hey, I need a, a last minute uh, sales order put in. No, it shuts down, ends, and people keep it moving and, and spend that quality time home. Uh, so it takes a lot of uh, work to make sure that your supply chains are ready. And of course, to showcase exactly how much drop-off and work that can be for a global economy, we have two different sonar charts we want to show you. The first one is showing you lead times. Uh, so you can see that there is a huge drop-off in lead times following after a December. And this is for this year. So uh, we'll have more data in the next coming weeks, but you can see that starting to fall off as people start to participate uh, that, hey, if we need anything in our shelves, we need to book it in here prior uh, and get things moving uh, or else potentially we could be out of inventory for what could be up to a couple bucks. And we'll showcase that a little bit later as well. The second shows a total drop off of imports. Now this one I like because we're gonna showcase a couple of years of data as well. Uh, if we can pull up that second chart, you see a huge drop off in TEU volumes. Now, remember it does take uh, over 30 days or so, depending on where those uh, TEUs are going. Uh, well, in this case to the United States. So that's why you see a little bit more of this falling off closer to like February into March, which is again important. We'll get to that later on how to actually plan for this fall off. Uh, but it happens every year. And it's something that people, especially the larger your supply chain, are usually prepped for and ready to go by October at the very latest. And we'll have tips for you, of course, uh, here in a second on how to plan around this. And another thing that needs to be noted culture-wise is that many Chinese people take this opportunity, these couple weeks, to actually change jobs as well. So if you're considering or thinking that, hey, on um, the first week of February, people are going to be back to work and getting things moving, that is not necessarily true and actually against the norm. So you want to even add even more wait time onto factory production after this holiday is done, because there's a number of Chinese people that might not come back to work for that factory after this is done. Now, uh, we're going to go through a number of tips here, nine, in fact, on how to uh, plan your supply chain around this holiday. I want to give a shout out to East West Manufacturing for a number of these tips as well and giving us some insight on exactly how to uh, get ready and prepare ourselves for this wonderful holiday. Now, again, like I the first tip is understanding the severity of the Chinese New Year. Like I said, it's not like American holidays. Everything will be shut down. So there's not going to be any last minute calls that you can make. There's not going to be someone who uh, is going to be there in case there's an extra a shipment that you need to put on or maybe even quality issues. We'll talk about that a little bit later too. So need to take this with complete severity of your supply chain and most importantly, retailers out there and consumers. Uh, if you have people coming back, especially imagine this time period, right? If we're talking about what could potentially last until March or April, beginning of spring, uh, we're, you're going to start having consumers getting their tax refunds, getting maybe a little bit more spending money into this new year. Well, you want to make sure they can spend it on your goods, right? So make sure that you're planning ahead of time and you're taking this holiday seriously because it will seriously impact your supply chain. Number two, and most important for anything, anyone, regardless of China is your supplier, build a relationship with your supplier, but understand where you sit within their customer network. 
if you're a newer account compared to someone who's been working with that Chinese uh, manufacturer for years and years and years, you'll be last on the list to make sure that your order gets out. Whenever around this beginning of this holiday, I'd say more mid-December into January, these manufacturers are going to be pumping out a lot of goods. They're going to be making sure that they hit those contracts that they have, uh, one, been a part of for the longest and have the best relationship with as well. So if you are a new account and you're uh, maybe using that supplier for the first time, communication is key. Make sure that you're talking with them and you're letting them understand when your customers are most likely going to expect your product. So maybe you are, for some reason, a retailer, maybe you're some type of outdoor activity, stuff like that, where you're... you're or Christmas or wintertime uh, schedule is a little bit more dull, less consumers, and you're ramping up more during the springtime. Like I said, this could happen and uh, could affect your supply chain into spring easily. So you still want to make sure you're communicating and asking your Chinese suppliers how they handle their manufacturing during these holidays, how their offices work. And like I said, the newer of account that you are, the more likely your supply chain could be affected. So uh, one, if you are building a good relationship with your manufacturers, make sure you are extending that over time because that will help you leverage and deal with these issues of the new year uh, more effectively as years go by. Three, go into the end of the following year having a really great idea of what products you're going to need during the first three months of the new year, January, February, and March. Now, I'm the type of person, honestly, where if you tell me March, I'm going to push it out even to April, right? Just to avoid any problems there could be, right? Uh, and check those boxes and check those boxes twice. But if we could bring up actually quick ordering schedule, uh, this is how it, you want to really focus on scheduling your orders with your Chinese manufacturers. So four orders received in March, take 50% of that volume and receive it actually in January. Take the other 50% of that volume that you're going to need in March and schedule that to be delivered in February. This way, you're not overextending your inventory, maybe even having to find other warehousing space, but you are proactively making sure that you have product available on those shelves when you absolutely need them. Uh, I think more than ever, we saw this probably action last year happen, uh, even more so from retailers. But make sure every single year when you're thinking of this holiday that you are scheduling again in March 50% of your orders in January, having the other 50% arrive in February. This will make sure that when March does come around, you have that inventory and stock ready to go. And maybe build some relationships with some warehousing space in the meantime. There's a number of on-demand warehousing technologies even now available. One in particular off the top of my head is Pop. Uh, capacity. So maybe build your relationships with technology like those. Stored is another one where let's say that you can't manage that extra 50%, you overestimated, which is fine. That's better than having nothing, right? Uh, that you have somewhere to put that uh, in case that's too much. But again, 50% of your March orders in January, 50% of them have that delivered in February. Number four, have your Chinese manufacturers deliver your cargo to the port 10 days before their ship date. It is very common around this time of the year, honestly, the last couple of weeks from this time of the year, that containers can be rolled over to the next booking. So leading up to the new year, you wanna add for that or plan for that additional booking that you could possibly land on. 
So work with your Chinese manufacturers, communicate with them that you want that cargo to the port at least 10 days before ship date. So let's say on day three, before you're supposed to go out, you're getting rolled over to the next one. You have that communication. You have the time to plan for that. Um, and honestly, even adding extra days or uh, for weeks, uh, potentially weeks of delays could be helpful too. So very minimum plan for at least 10 days out from that uh, original ship date. Uh, probably smart to do, uh, it sounds like if you do the map, really the first week of January, getting everything to the port as soon as possible. And you almost want to get a whole year ahead of time, keep track of the date because sometimes, like I said, this does land in February. So you have a little bit more time going into our American worldwide new year, knowing that you have, okay, maybe two weeks and then you, then you can start to, to really push those deadlines as well. This one is very common. I think that this next tip is probably what a lot of retailers are doing just from our own geopolitical issues that we see across the board. Diversify your supplier network. Find a backup supplier in a different country in order to prepare for the potential delay during this Chinese holiday season. Now, uh, we've talked about in the past, even on this show, you am sure you've heard it from a number of retailers and manufacturers out there that Vietnam is becoming a very nice uh, second choice uh, of manufacturing space in this uh, area of Asia. Note that Vietnam also does celebrate this holiday too. Now it's called Tet in their country, and it's the same exact day as the Chinese New Year, that, that 22nd date this year, but it only lasts one week at the very most. Uh, so it doesn't shut down manufacturing as much as you see in China, but it's Probably not going to be your second choice if you're trying to avoid any issues with your suppliers in China during the lunar uh, New Year season. So uh, there's a number of other manufacturers I'm sure you can uh, have as backups in the area. Uh, but that's something you'd want to, of course, plan ahead of time. We all know working with suppliers can take uh, years to make sure everything's locked down, depending on what your what retailer you are and what you're selling. So this is probably more of a long-term investment relationship that you want to make sure is there in case you actually need that backup as well. Number six, this is very important to kind of off the track of scheduling, but important for if it gets here and there's issues, stay on top of your quality management. Think the worst possible thing ever is that you get there, the product there 10 days early, you take all the steps you need, it finally delivers here, let's say that 50% for March, right, delivers here in January. Uh-oh, quality issues. Now, what are you supposed to do? Because that other 50% likely is not going to make it in time for that March uh, date that you're hoping for. Or you might have to use and utilize the inventory you're bringing in in February, that 50% for March, and, and hope that uh, sales don't it double or increase or, or something along those lines than you forecasted. Make sure that you are communicating with your Chinese manufacturers because as factories get busy, right? They're trying to meet those deadlines. They're pushing their employees more than ever before that New Year season and people start heading home. Well, the more that you're pushing out, the higher chance of quality issues you're going to have. So, of course, come up with a quality management plan with your Chinese suppliers, some type of inspection process before shipping if possible so that you don't end up uh, getting everything planned perfectly just to have uh, really bad quality items get delivered uh, late as well. So definitely something you want to look into. For a lot of you larger manufacturers and larger retailers, merchants, 
Uh, number seven is try vendor managed inventory processes. Now, for many of you might know this, but this creates an agreed level of inventory at your vendors and your suppliers uh, for certain products. So that basically what they're saying is that at any point in time, you can reach out to that vendor and they will have a certain amount of inventory ready and available for you. Uh, of course, it makes sure that those vendors uh, have it at all times. And it's very, very helpful for those who have to deal with challenging lead times. So if you are finding that year over year, you're having challenging issues with your Chinese manufacturers during the new year or during this couple of weeks that it occurs over, make sure you're, you're talking with them about a possible vendor management inventory system so you can avoid all of these problems as a whole. Now, shipping is still going to slow down. Uh, and of course, the ports will be closed during that time as well. So you still want to make sure you're on top of uh, your logistics of those shipments. But uh, just because uh, you are ready to pick up the, the load and you've got a carrier there ready to pick it up doesn't mean, the, of course, that product will be there and ready. So make sure you have that vendor managed inventory process agreed to and that you're ready to move forward to deal with any issues again with the new year. Now, number eight is kind of uh, a little bit obvious, but what about after the Chinese New Year, right? Because if you looked at that schedule, if we talk about January, February, March, I mean, March is clearly a couple months afterwards. Like I said, especially with COVID, people going home uh, and being with their families during this time, there is a chance that people are, A, like we talked about earlier, changing jobs, but two, possibly getting COVID or spreading COVID, there's a potential for a workforce shortage after the new year too. So increase your inventory needs for the spring. When we showcased that chart earlier, that 50% chart, maybe even bump that March inventory up for that spring, bringing in even more during January and February to just make sure there's no issues. Or go back to our previous uh, point or tip, Try the vendor managed inventory process so that no matter the workforce, there's always that available product there for you, um, which of course means, again, and pretty much all of these tips include this, building a very strong relationship, communication, uh, shaking hands, all of that jazz with your Chinese manufacturers so that this doesn't happen. And number nine is just me shouting from the rooftop all over again. It is never too early to plan your supply chain around the Chinese New Year. The latest, the absolute latest I could find from a number of researchers is October 1st for communicating the inventory needs that you'll need for your shelves, for your customers, uh, for whatever uh, retail provider that you are. Uh, October 1st is the the very latest you want to make sure that your plans are communicated. Honestly, it, most of, I think, uh, retailers and merchants and CPG, a number of uh, manufacturers here in the U.S., sellers, are probably looking well in advance, if not closer to a whole year in advance, to plan for a lot of these things, especially because I said that New Year date can change. It's not on the same date every single year. So, again, just make sure that you uh, are checking into this if you're a newer, smaller uh, retailer or merchant, October 1st is your absolute deadline. Shame on you if before that. Now, there's other dates to consider as well when you're looking at the new year. If we could bring those up really quick, there's a number of different holidays that you want to be mindful of. Tomb Sleeping Day on April 5th. Oh, my birthday, April 8th. What do you know? Uh, that's That one's there 
I don't know how that got there, but I am 33 on April 8th. So consider that date. Write that down in your calendars. Prepare for it. Uh, International Labor Day in China is May 1st. Dragon Boat Festival, June 22nd. Uh, their mid-autumn festival, moon festival is pretty huge. So September 29th and their golden week holiday, October 1st, October 7th. So that in mind too, you might even want to push this up that end date from October 1st to a week ahead of time, knowing that they're not even going to be working too much that week anyways. And those are a number of dates that you want to consider when you're working with Chinese manufacturers, as of course, in the Chinese culture, when they take these days off, they truly take these days off. Uh, there's not going to be people uh, waiting for you last minute, especially depending on the size of orders that you're making uh, for you to, to have this uh, uh, everything go as planned. And of course, uh, quickly too, like I said, here's some fun facts. It's the year of the rabbit. So for all those out there that are expecting children, you're going to have, of course, little rabbits coming your way this year. Uh, for their forecast on their actual zodiac sign, rabbits actually, they say, are going to have financial hardships during their youth unless their parents start planning now. But you'll be able to turn those unfortunate events around throughout your years. During those elderly years of these rabbits, money must be spent to preserve longevity. Feel like pretty much everyone besides uh, maybe boomers should be thinking that way too. Any boys born during this time or this year are going to be extraordinarily polite and they'll do whatever possible to avoid conflicts. They'll be yes men, organized, and will help around the house. Women born during this year are likely to be social, thoughtful, and polite, and they'll avoid arguments in public because, of course, they don't want their social reputation change because of it. So if you're expecting kids, uh, welcome uh, little rabbits to the world here uh, in 2023. And those are, that's our main topic for today. But of course, really quick, do, we do have a wonderful summit coming up tomorrow, actually, January 12th, this Thursday. It's the Sales and Marketing Summit. And I love this because if you're a retailer out there, you know, as consumer spending falls, new revenue needs to be found. And we've seen and talked about in the recent episodes that retailers are investing even deeper into different ways of marketing and different sales programs and ways of improving their sales force. Uh, you'll see this even in technology and freight. There's a certain sales reps are grabbing the, the good big dogs and they're getting them on those phones and, and finding new ways to generate revenue. Well, why not check out the Sales and Marketing Summit tomorrow? There's a lot of really great names and faces that I'm sure you know. Blythe Brumbly of Brumbly Brands will be here. Uh, she, of course, is really great with different and unique marketing techniques. She's very good at teaching social media platforms and teaching you how to get new followers, aka new customers. So make sure you check her out. I do an interview with Lauren Bailey from Factor 8. She's a sales guru, and she focuses on teaching those how to be the best sales rep over the phone and anything virtual, which, you know, it's, I think that's very important, especially for these days where, I mean, ever since COVID, no one's meeting face-to-face -face anymore. It's all over the phone, and it's about grabbing their attention, building that relationship, that unique relationship, and she's going to teach you their swift way it's, uh, you'll have to wait and see the episode of how to lock down those customers on the first call. And then Will Haraway of Lead Coverage, he's a co-founder and chief content officer, and I also have a chat tomorrow where we talk about how to get on analyst lists and how to build relationships with analysts. Have you ever seen a Gardner chart or a Sparks chart and say, how do I get on this? How do I 
leverage uh, the uh, sales leads that I could get from one of these research uh, programs or uh, different charts or uh, overall analyst uh, research overall. Uh, you reach out to uh, a Will or watch Will's chat and he'll give you tips on how to do it. And more importantly, how to measure the success of building those relationships. There's a lot of different ways that you can leverage those networks of uh, analysts in order to increase your revenue, your relationships with other manufacturers, supply chain uh, providers as well. So check that out. All that is tomorrow uh, starting at, I believe, 9 a.m. here. You just go to live.greatwaves.com and you can register for that today. And then last but not least, point of sale is hitting the road. So next week, we won't have a new episode. The week after that, the 25th, I believe, we will have a new episode. And then um, on the 31st, uh, I will be in Manif at Manifest in Las Vegas. And you can actually find me the next day. So it'll be the, uh, January 1st. Uh, live at 11 a.m. Uh, Pacific time. So if you're at the event, a uh, regular time show here, uh, if you're watching it live. Uh, and we'll be on the main floor asking questions to different retail supply chain providers, technologies on how and what they're hearing from the retail customers, on what they need from their supply chain provide, uh, logistics providers, and uh, exactly what they expect to see uh, as trends for 2023 as well. So come find me on that floor. Reach out to me at gsharkey, G-S-H-A-R-K-E-Y, at FreightWaves.com to schedule a meeting. I'd love to meet you guys. And that's it. Thank you guys so much. Make sure that you go to FreightWaves.com, click on newsletters, subscribe to the newsletter, become a part of our communities. And I will talk to you all in two weeks. Thank <laughs> you.